Welcome to episode 37 of Land the Plane Podcast. <laughs> hey, Dustin. Hey, John. Hey. Hey, you remember that time I totally messed up the intro? I do. It was just like it was, it was seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was episode 37, 37 that I did that. I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? You can't keep that streak alive forever, you know? Yeah. You're a professional, but even LeBron James misses a free throw, you know? Stuff like that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I try to think of other sports analogies to go with, but yeah. I just totally went blank. Even Antonio Brown gets fired from... <laughs> multiple teams in one year <laughs> that happens a lot i mean that's all the time man well hello everyone welcome back to the show so glad you joined us here at land the plane podcast my name is dustin and that is jonathan <laughs> we had already said our names yeah but it's just fun to do anyways glad to be back with you glad you're joining in tuning in wherever you are across this wonderful country world of ours and yep yep let us know where you're at I always want to know that, where people are listening at. Yeah. So if you don't mind, shoot us a message. Email Landaplane today. I know we got Land quite a few today. California listeners. So. That's right, California. What's up, California? I think they probably just listen for the accent. Probably just looking to make fun of us. <laughs> We're like on a billboard somewhere being made fun of. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome, actually. I'd take it. I'd take it, yeah. yeah but, uh, right. Hey, my brother's on a billboard. I saw that, man. <laughs> That's jelly. We that's need to kinda, get on a billboard. That's kind of kind of strange going down the interstate and looking over and wow. Yeah. Yeah. My company went for a period of time putting faces of employees up on the. Billboard. You didn't make it, did you? I didn't. I didn't. I want to say it's that was mean. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, mean, I apologize. I didn't take it as a negative until I, you apologized, <laughs> and then I know they just couldn't find a billboard big enough for my head. That was the problem. <laughs> Had nothing to do with my looks. It just couldn't squeeze it on there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too much vinyl. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a history on the show of having some fun once in a while. And last week, if you listen to the uh, the nine eleven show, we said this week would be a little bit lighter, have a little fun with it. We plan on yeah. doing that. But we do have a history of playing a few games every once in a while. We also have a history of you losing. Uh, I was going to say you cheating, but this is whatever you want. A good Christian you know. show, so I'm hoping you're not doing that, but. You know, since you normally win. <laughs> Falsely accusing. But, so, I came up with a little challenge for you tonight, Jonathan. Oh, you came up with yes. it. So that means you wrote the rules. I did. Okay. I haven't. That means the rules are that Dustin wins, Jonathan loses. I have not. not last time I prepared a game, you won. All right? If you'll remember, I was on YouTube singing a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one, I didn't. Man, I do remember that now. I did not uh, make any consequences for this. We're just gonna We're just going to test you out, Jonathan. Okay. Because um, you always do so well at these. How good of a speller are you, Jonathan? Would you say you're a good speller, a, a above average speller, a below average? Where are you at? Um, I would I would say average or above average. Oh, here we go. All right. Yeah. We're gonna test you. Oh yeah. If it's terrible hard words, I'm I'm gonna be. We're gonna we're you know they're not terrible words because they're words from the Bible, Jonathan. Oh. Okay. All right. Now don't I don't want you cheating. I don't want you. Looking at your Bible, I don't want you looking at your computer or your phone. So just get away from all that. And I'm going to give you one word at a time. I got five words. 
All right. And these are can names. I write them down? Can I write it down? No. Because that helps. No. What? Okay. See, changing the rules already. There was no rule designating you could write it down ever, so I can't therefore change the rule. Uh, you're adding rules. How saying many I kids can't. on a spelling bee have you seen write down a word? Zero, John. All of them that I've ever seen. Zero. <laughs> you can't write it down. Put the pen down. It's not a pen. Well, pencil, whatever. Well, now I can't use pencils. It's writing utensil. Yeah. All right. And so there, it's books of the Bible. All right, we're going to start off a little oh, soft. Seriously? We're going to get a little hard. You only got five, and then I got a bonus one for you. All right? Samuel needs to be one of them. You ready? It's not. I'm hoping I can pronounce all these properly, but you know them. Okay. You know yeah. them. All right, you ready? Hey, guy. You only get one shot. Uh, what? Okay, sure, whatever. So once Adding you start. Adding rules. Once that you, y'all notice that, right? Once you Adding say a letter, rules. it counts. Right? Okay. There's no going back. Okay, yeah. Unless you repeat the same list. Let's do it. All right. Jesus gives do-overs, Justin doesn't. That's not not in this game. <laughs> okay. The first word is Philemon. Well, Philemon, the book of the Bible. I think that's Philemon. I like Philemon. But Philemon. It's where okay, we're from. P-H-I-L-E-M-O-N. That is correct. I need a little bell. Ding, Bam. ding, <laughs> ding. I can just do that. Okay. I'm going to start off easy. It's going to get harder. Okay. okay? I'm not going to say this one right. <laughs> you didn't say the first one right. <laughs> from a point of view. All right. Depends on where you're from. You're from Tennessee. Yeah. I'm from Arkansas. Okay. You know, Habakkuk. <laughs> I, uh, I knew you were going to pull that one out. All right. H-A-B-A-K-K-A-K. That is incorrect. <sighs> It's UK. Is it UK, UK at the end? Yeah, UK at, at the, the end. end. Okay. That's yeah. pretty good. You got all the case. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Word number three. Okay. Deuteronomy. D E U T E R O N O M Y. Golly. It's, that's correct, John. Ding. Deuteronomy. Ding. Man, I'm just afraid you're going to throw out Ecclesiastes. That's <laughs> well, the. It's, it's going to get harder. I'm not going to yeah. say it's going to get easier, but you're doing pretty good. I'd say, I'd say you know, average. Yeah. I can't believe I said Habakkuk was an AK. I, I knew better than that. I know. It's so dumb. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fourth word. Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Can you use that in a sentence? I read the <laughs> book of Thessalonians. <laughs> T-H-E-S-S-A-L-O-N-I-A-N-S. God, good job, Jonathan. There you go. You know your Bible, right? You know mm. your spelling? mm um, ding. <laughs> was that First Thessalonians or Second Thessalonians? Uh, I just, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to neglect one or the other, so yeah. I just went with both of them. Yeah, the Thessalonians. Or as, the or as Donald edition. Trump says, is it one Thessalonians or two Thessalonians? <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go, Josh Zuber. We talked about politics. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Here's here's your fifth one, and then we'll go to the bonus. Ecclesiastes. Thank <laughs> God. You knew, knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. You knew it was. Written by the son of the guy that we're going to talk about tonight. Oh, correct. Son of a gun. All right. E C C L E S I A S T I E S. 
Oh, uh, no. It's, uh, it's not an IES. It's, it's just, just ES. ES at the end, man. Ooh. You're so close. E-C-C-L-E-S-I-A-S-T-E-S. T-E-S, yeah. There's a reason we didn't play this as a competition, by the way, because I would have been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I'd had to give you, like, Job. <laughs> I've been, like, Philemon. <laughs> you mean new, Job? What's the, the, They the got new, Job? It's the new Pokemon. <laughs> I thought about giving you uh, Matthew because I didn't want to see if you could yeah. spell your kid's name. It's funny story behind that. I actually had to call my wife one day and be like, <laughs> did we put two T's in Matthew's name or just one? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Mm. Here's your bonus. Okay. Redeem yourself. Okay. okay. Again. I can't think of any of them that are harder than Well, there's, this one has a twist. Okay. All right. You have to spell this one backwards. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is too much fun. Okay, so you have to spell it backwards. Again, right. you can't can't start, you know. You yeah, I, go, I got you. you go. I got you. All right. The word is Philippians. Philippians. Through a New Testament. Well, there's already this S-N-A-I-P. P. I just said PP on our <laughs> podcast. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to distract you. I. Um, L L I P. H P. I want to give it to you, and I would excuse yes, the would. H, but there's only one L. Oh, in the first? Yeah. yeah I wasn't yeah. sure about that one. I knew that one. I wasn't, was I wasn't sure if it was P-H-I-L or P-H-I-L-L-I. Yeah, that's why I did that one, because I was like, there's yeah. lots of P's and lots of L's, and who knows yeah. how many. You know, hey. I failed. I'm going to give you just below average. Just, yeah. <laughs> just because I can, and I want to. Yeah. So, I win. <laughs> you didn't was, spell a thing that you no win. I, I, I can spell any of them you want right now on that list. Let me just use my notes. <laughs> all right, but hey, thanks, Jonathan, for being always good sports. It's all right. Especially when I don't prepare <clears throat> you for these yeah. things and just you know. throw it on you. I think the crowd appreciates that. <laughs> hey, but before we get into tonight's topic, I did want to uh, give a shout out to one of our listeners out there and the supporters of the show. Uh, we talked about this person before, uh, Benita Weisler, uh, over in Tennessee, doing some great artwork over there. Uh, she's always been a fan of the show since the beginning and has supported it, and we just appreciate what she does and and uh, how she shares the show and stuff. And she's been doing this painting now. It's called Acrylic Pouring. Uh, you need to check it out. Uh, she does a lot of great work. She's been doing painting for over 17 years. Um, this this acrylic pouring is this makes a really unique design when she pours the paint out on, and she can do it on all different shapes and sizes, canvas arts to wood cutouts to ceramic pieces to coasters. She had a great set of coasters on there the other day. I was like, I need some of them coasters because they were nice. And she just does all kinds of things. She even makes cutouts of states, like I think she did a Florida one, a Michigan one, a Tennessee one, and pours them. They're great for home decor. They're great for use. Everything is usable. Uh, if you do like uh, serving ware, you can put food on it and stuff. She makes it safe and protective. And you really need to go check it out. Um, she is and they're on, all one of a kind. Yes, they are. Because the way they the paint flows and all that kind of stuff. It's really yeah. cool looking. Yeah, you're now going to get a, a similar. I mean, they're going to. Yeah, like I said, they're all yeah. unique. <laughs> it's cool. And uh, you can go check her out. Go to Facebook at, uh, at BW Artistry. 
uh, and, and give, give it a shot, give it a look. And even on Instagram, you can go at, at the underscore Chiquita underscore Benita. And she actually puts little videos of doing the work, and you can see kind of the stuff she's done. And that Chiquita is like the, like a Chiquita banana, right? Chiquita. Yeah, I believe okay. so. I believe so. Uh, you can also, she's got a website set up too. You can go to it. It's, it's bw-artistry.weebly.com. Let me spell that out for you. bw dot w e e b l y dot com. That was a weird B. 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 Sorry, B. people in California. We don't usually say B like that. <laughs> but go check it out. It's a lot of great yeah, work. Spell that backwards. Uh, calm no. dot. <laughs> but uh, speaking of California, she actually just uh, sold a piece somehow in California. Awesome. And uh, doing some great work. So go check it out. It's very, it's very beautiful stuff. Very professional. She does a great job. Make a unique piece of art, serving wear, and uh, go support her and let her know that. Uh, Land the Plane podcast sent you, and go check it out. So, Jonathan. Destin. I think we should get into tonight's <clears> topic. Let's jump. Let's go. Let's go. This one's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Well, there we go. Let's go. It's going to be more fun than watching an Arkansas Razorback game. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why you had to do that. Ugh. I'm just gonna keep saying. Uh, uh, okay, you know I did see uh, I did see something funny on Facebook today. Uh-huh. It was it was directed at um, Tennessee. But I think okay. I don't I don't know if does Arkansas and Tennessee play each other this year. I'm not sure if they. Uh, no, not this year. No. That might be a good game. Um, <laughs> but anyway, player. it was it was like a picture of it was a meme. It had a picture of a tornado and it said, "Attention, all Tennessee residents." In case of a tornado, head to Neyland Stadium because there's not going to be a touchdown there. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, I gotta give credit to that. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they should have done that for Arkansas because there's not really many tornadoes in Tennessee. Well, <sighs> like there is around here. All right. So what's next up on the list? And you just just bum me out on the list. On the list. We got a list, right? I hate lists. <laughs> but what are you talking about? We got a. What's next? Where are we going? What are we doing? Talk- what are we talking about, We're Dustin? Talking Let's about, go. Uh, who are we talking about? We're talking about David. We are talking about David. Yeah. Pre King David. Pre King David the Post King. Post Goliath. Yes. Yeah. Although after anointed king, but not quite king. And I guess that's what we needed. We need to set this thing up. Yeah. All right. So David, King David. The greatest king that ever ruled over Israel. Lineage um, of Jesus. In the, yes, lineage of Jesus. The city of David, where Jesus was born, you know. Um, he uh, he came after a guy named Saul, and Saul was king. Um, David actually was in his, kind of assisting him some, did different things, but he was also in his army. Um, but he had gotten anointed to be the next king, which if you know anything about kingships in the Bible, um, that didn't really, that didn't happen because who would normally be the next king? It'd be the oldest son of the current king. They would become king. And for, for anybody else to be anointed as king, um, there was like kind of immediately a price on their head. I mean, the, the current king would want them dead. And not only that, but any of the current king's children 
would also want that person dead. Right. Which is kind of a cool twist on the story because Jonathan, who was Saul's oldest son, who would have been the king, was him and he and David were best friends. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were super close. Um, and so anyway, um, including to the point where Jonathan supported yes the idea i mean he wasn't yeah he supported it he was um i mean he he pledged his loyalty to king david he protected him several times from his dad warned him about him all those kind of things mm-hmm. so i mean it was a yeah it was a big deal um even to the point that that Saul tried to kill Jonathan at one point because Jonathan tried to was protecting david and and all that kind of thing um, well, do you think it's fair to say that Saul started off as a good king overall, like had some good qualities and then he had, he, faded? Yeah, he had some good away. qualities. Yeah. Um, he did exactly what uh, what God predicted and kind of told the Israelites, hey, if you want a king, uh, you know, here here you go, here's a king, but this is what's going to happen. And uh, he kind of followed that, you know, that route a little bit. But his problem was himself. He, he wouldn't... Um, he wouldn't completely obey the Lord and, you know, and all that he did and lied a few times about it and, yeah, got in trouble. Yep. So. Yeah, you know, just like a lot of people, you, you have you have good times and you have worse times. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he, he, he had hard trouble rebounding back, though. Yeah, and, and in this, you know, just his life in general – um, and, and honestly, it's it's one of those areas that we actually find ourselves in a lot of times is sure. is struggling to obey, not doing what we know we need to do, um, and just you know, kind of not um, not learning to to uh, to do what we need to do. Um, but God, you know, obviously this is prior to Christ, prior to. Um, Christ making atonement for all of our sin, all those kind of things. Um, so a little bit more um, of a strict stance, and there's a lot of call, you know, a lot of reasons for that. Mainly, it was very much about the children of Israel. Uh, the The whole plan of salvation had not been laid out to the entire world yet, so God kept a pretty tight rein on his on his people, and uh, so God pretty much said, "Yeah, I'm done with you, Saul." I'm gonna I'm gonna crown someone else and uh, anoint someone else as king, and that guy happened to be David. Yeah, and so because Saul was not too happy about this situation, and he he uh, basically started pursuing David, going after David, trying to kill David, hurled a few spears at him. Yeah, we learned that he's not really good with a spear, though. I guess not. He's not. He's not the best. Yeah. And he's not good at keeping his word because I think after he threw the first spear, he said, "I won't do that again," and then threw a second spear. Like, oh yeah, there was there was multiple times. Even in what we're looking at today, at the end, he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm not going to punch you down anymore." And then uh, he does it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we get to this point where I guess basically he's been pursuing David, and David's kind of went and started. I mean. I don't want to say he started his own country or anything, but kind of had a following behind him of a group of men. And um, David basically went out into the wilderness, I guess, in a way, with his group of men trying to hide from King Saul. Because it wasn't that he was just terrified of King King Saul. I mean, he was. There was a fear of this army. But he yeah. knew God was with him. But it was also, 
that relationship because they had been close for a long time, you know, and now all of a sudden that was gone and he was trying to kill him and uh, he didn't have just it, it's had to be a tough time. A yeah, I mean, it, time for him. Yeah, because I mean, everything, um, everything just kind of fell apart just as far as, as like you said, the relationship. Um, that was not what David wanted. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't pursue becoming king. He he got called out of the pasture one day. I mean, he was a he was a shepherd. He got called in one day from the fields, and Samuel was there and was like, "Oh, look, you're going to be the next king," and anointed him as king. Yeah, it's kind of like being in, being in the mail room, and then somebody comes in and says, "You're the next CEO in like five years." Yeah, and everybody between you and the CEO. The current CEO is not too happy about that yeah. because he he still plans on being the CEO in five years. Right, yeah. and so you know, it wasn't something that David was pursuing. It was something that he was thrust into, um, and he was just trying to do it the the best way that he knew how. But he did know, hey, this kingdom is going to be taken away from Saul, and it's going to be given to you. So that was, you know, he knew that. And that was that was the plan. That was what God had told him through Samuel. This is what's going to happen, and that's where we we kind of pick up where we're going to start the story. Yep, yep, yep. I love this because <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. It is funny. It's, all right, it's a story we all wish we could be a part of sometime. <laughs> yeah. It's like if they're going to make a movie. Make a movie, like include this scene. Yeah, this scene does not need to be cut. You want it so you know? bad. All right, so here we go. First Samuel, chapter 24. And I, I'm just going to set it up a little bit, and then I'll start reading a tad bit. Okay. Because you just can't really do it justice unless you just read it. So anyway, they were pursuing. They had gone and fought the Philistines, and they were coming back. Let me take my glasses off so I can actually see. Do you want to borrow my bifocals nope, or something? Nope, don't. <laughs> All right, so um, it says Saul took 3,000 of Israel's choice men and went to look for David and his men in front of the rocks of the wild goats. Rocks of the wild goats. That's the name of this area that they were in. I'm thinking that's a cool name for a little area. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, that could be like a theme park name or but something. Do you or think a ride was, at a theme park. Do you think there was wild goats there? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like. Uh, all right, so when. <laughs> Not when, fainting goats. Wild goats. Wild John, goats. They have horns, probably. Um, so when Saul. Man, this is good. When Saul, <laughs> when Saul came to the sheep pens along the road, a cave was there, and he went in to relieve himself. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and if you're wondering that. That does mean what it sounds like. Yes, that means exactly what. He had to go he, potty. And he went into a cave <laughs> by himself. So it was not. Probably a number two. <laughs> Is that what you're trying well, to say? Yeah, I wasn't going to say I that. I don't feel like you wanted to say it. But I look, didn't. The guy needed to drop some deuces. Okay. <laughs> Let's just call it like it is. He needed to go number two. <laughs> it's natural, Jonathan. I mean, people yes. do it every day. All right. <laughs> See where I'm at. All right. David and his men were staying in the back of the cave. So David was in this cave with his men. Yep. The cave that Saul came into to go potty. Fixing to get stinky. So they said to him, they said, his men said to David, look, this is the day the Lord told you about. 
when he said, I will hand your enemy over to you so you can do to him whatever you desire. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're going to set that up, yeah. that, they sound kind of right. They do. I, I mean, mean, they have a convincing argument. Yeah. Because talk about, I mean, you know, being caught with your pants down. <laughs> That's it. That is it. You can't run fast because you trip over your pants. But, like, you know, his protection's not there. His guards aren't there. He's in there alone. This is the, this yeah. is the prime opportunity. It's, it's, it's a perfect setup. You know, so I, I do think the picture of it's hilarious that I'm just thinking about how big is this cave and how these guys are all hiding in the back corner in the dark whispering about this is your chance. And how are they, how are they not giggling? <laughs> I mean, that that's right. Well, they probably can see it. That's probably not funny. Well, it, I mean, <laughs> I'm just I don't know. I think it'd be pretty funny. So okay, anyway, I would so completely. So and then it says, then David got up and man, this dude was a ninja. Oh yeah. I mean, ninja. And because he could do the what he did, I'm going to say he's a ninja barber. It's like a ninja barber. Okay. Says he got up and secretly cut off the corner of Saul's robe. I mean, he had to be close. Oh, yeah, you got to be real close. You got to be right there. I mean, I'm sure it took the robe off, maybe laid it down, but still, I mean, right there. Yeah. I mean... You had to crawl over there through the rocks, you know, probably some water, some mud, get over there. But in Samuel, or not, uh, but in uh, Saul's Saul. defense, sometimes it takes a lot of concentration over there, you know? Yeah. And if you're going in a cave, you're probably a little more thinking about what's going on. I, so it's probably easier for somebody to sneak up on you. I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be harder because you'd be trying to listen for everything. Oh, that's true. A little cave crawling around and bats, you know? Oh, man. Uh, All right. So David got up, secretly cut off the corner of Saul's robe, which there's there's some symbolism there that we won't get into. But uh, it says, afterward, David's conscience bothered him because he had cut off the corner of Saul's robe. And he said to his men, I swear before the Lord, I would never do such a thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed. Without reading that in the Bible, it's hard to understand, but... He swore to God that he would never do such a thing to Saul against God's anointed. Uh, he said, I will never lift my hand against him since he is God's anointed. With these words, David persuaded his men and he did not let them rise up against Saul. So David David did the deed. He cut off the, the corner of the robe. When he got back, he was like, I shouldn't have done that. Um, because I, I, I swore that I would not lift my hand against Saul, against the Lord's anointed. Um, so it says Saul left the cave, went up on his way. After that, David got up, went out of the cave, and called to Saul, my lord the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed to the ground, and David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of the people who say, look, David means you harm? You can see with your own eyes that uh, that today the Lord handed you over to me in the cave. Someone advised me to kill you, but I took pity on you and said, I won't lift my hand against you since you since you are the Lord's anointed, God's anointed. 
See, my father, look at the corner of your robe in my hand, for I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. Look and recognize there is no evil or rebellion in me. I haven't sinned against you, and even though you are hunting me down to take my life. And so, you know, we, I mean, that kind of, they talk a little bit there, and that's when Saul is like, yeah, you're better better than I am. I've sinned against you, and, and I will... I'm going to stop doing this. I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to harm you. That didn't last long. No, spoiler he, alert. Yeah, he keeps trying to kill him. But You know, I think it's interesting because he could have went over there. Obviously, if he could go over there, sneak over there and cut a corner off the man's robe, he could have killed him right there oh, yeah. in that instant. No sweat. But yet, when he went back, he still felt guilty about what he had done. Yeah. He could have done the worst of the worst. So, I mean, he's... But, even by just doing that one little thing, he just felt like, you know, it wasn't, it was, he disrespected his promise to God that he was going to live differently, that he was going to be different from those that pursued him. And yet he he felt like he almost went and did the same thing, even though he didn't lay a hand on the guy, but cutting the robe was disrespectful and something you weren't supposed to do. And I think he just, at the end of the day, um, he almost felt like he'd lowered himself to that standard, you know, the same thing that was being chased after him. Right. And that's interesting to me because just in that situation, you get all his friends there and they were probably watching going, okay, he's going to kill him. He's going to stab him. This is our freedom boys. You know, this is, this is where David becomes King because he's going to take out Saul and all this stuff. And then David turns around and comes back. Saul gets up and leaves the cave. You know, his friends had to be like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Why didn't you take advantage of this opportunity that you were given and fix this problem that we have? But he chose to be different. Yeah. Keep his word to live up to who he was being called to be. Yeah. And, and I mean, even if you think about this, I mean, the guys that were there in the cave with him, there's a good chance that if this doesn't end, at least some of them, if not all of them, are dead. Yeah. You know, I mean, because there was 3,000 men outside of these caves. So it wasn't like, I mean, Saul was chasing him down to kill him and all of his followers. So he had to have enough um, conviction about this and enough trust in God to say, you know, I'm not going to do this right now. And I'm going to trust God with even not just my life, but the lives of all the men that I'm leading. So I'm I'm sure they were like, what? Yeah. you could have ended this right now, and we would have been a lot safer if you were king. Now, there was still some fighting and stuff like that from some of Saul's um, family even after Saul died and and David became king, but that it didn't last very long. Um, but it would have been a whole lot safer for them had he gone ahead and killed Saul. But that was not that was not God's plan. That was not um, that's not the way God wanted him to to inherit the kingdom. Everybody needed to know that it was that David was completely innocent in receiving the kingdom and that it was God that was 
you know, promoting him. God was taking care of this. God was the one putting him there. That it was, it couldn't, it needed to be seen as nothing to do with David and everything to do with God. Yeah. It's kind of why that needed to happen. But yeah, because you make a really good point there that I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about is it's just that, you know, you, you see the mercy there that David showed Saul, um, you know, and showing somebody mercy is not always the easiest thing to do. But but here was David in a place where he could have killed Saul, and some could argue that Saul very much deserved it, um, and that was the price he was to pay. But David showed mercy and let him live. And then, like you said, to go out after that and to even confront, because he could have just stayed in the cave, and Saul and his 3,000 men could have left. But David went out there with, you know, and to say, this is what I've done, um, I mean, that's pretty brave because he could have very easily, Saul could have very easily said, yeah, 3,000 men, go into the cave and kill him." You yeah. know? So even just, you know, to do, to have the mercy in the first place and then to come around and be bold and step out and say, this is what happened. Glory to God because of it, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, that, that that's a bold step for sure. So... How do we apply that to life nowadays, Jonathan? Is there any real-world situations where we get in trouble like that? I mean, I've taken some pretty stressful bathroom breaks before. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. I'm just making sure everybody's paying attention. But, I mean, where would we end up in a cir- circumstance like that? Where I mean, is, is, it, is it about showing mercy on somebody? Is it about um, respecting those in power above us? Is it following God more so than anything? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's quite a few uh, that we can <clears throat> that we can look at. The one that's the the st- I guess stands out the most obvious to me is um, is trusting God enough to leave things in His hands instead of taking things into our own hands. Um, it's and that's hard for us to do, and I think it's even especially. And maybe I'm wrong here, but I think it's even more hard, more hard, that's not a word, harder for <laughs> men to do this than than our counterparts. Because as, as men, we're kind of naturally, like, our first instinct is just, let's just fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, you yeah, know? Sure. And uh, instead of waiting or in, instead of... You know, maybe even seeing what the best solution is. We just want to do. We just want to do something. You know, do the first solution. <laughs> yes, do whatever the first one is. Get it done. Move yeah. on to the next thing. You know, because we're we're kind of list people. You know, we here it is. Let's move on to the next one. Yep. Um, but uh, David David trusted that that God's plan was better. God's plan, you know, that God had a plan. His plan was better. David trusted that. So that trust is huge. But then also just that idea that he kept calling Saul God's anointed. Well, he was. I mean, God had anointed Saul as king over Israel. So he truly was God's chosen man for that time period. Now, God had had rebuked him, had left him, had basically said, hey, I'm I'm tearing your kingdom away from you, and I'm going to give it to David. Um, but he hadn't done that yet. So at that point, he was still God's anointed. And I think we need to look at 
Um, and it wasn't even necessarily as much Saul as it kind of was the, the position, the authority that was there. Right. Yeah. And so I think we need to look at that as, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, who is your authority? Well, whoever that is, you should respect them. You should honor them. If it's at, you know, at work, you know, it can be all kinds of things. If you're a student, it could be your teachers. Or, hey, let's look at this one. What You get pulled over by the, by the police for speeding. Who's the authority? That officer that's standing there, yep. you know? Um, so whoever your authority is, uh, that's, you need to honor them, respect them like David did, you know, uh, because, and you might not like that the government official, all those kind of things that are, are put in place over us and all those kind of things. But if you look at, I believe it's Romans chapter 13, uh, where he talks about the government and that he's the one that places the, you know, the authorities in our lives to protect us and all those kind of things. That authority structure is is set up, and it's right now that's what God has for where you are, what you're doing, where you're living, all those kind of things. So you need to respect that structure. You need to respect that authority. Um, does it mean that that we can't, you know, say, hey, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this as, you know, as a country or whatever. No, that's not what it means. David was basically telling Saul, Saul, you shouldn't be chasing me down. I've not done anything to you. Mm -hmm. You know, he told Saul that what Saul was doing was wrong, that he didn't, didn't need to be doing it, but he still respected the office that Saul held. He still respected Saul as God's anointed. So I think whoever that authority is in our life, and sometimes that's really difficult. Yeah, for sure, and especially like in, in David's situation where everything else makes sense to not respect that authority. <laughs> like everything, there's so many things that could be inside of you saying, this is the better idea. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. And then having being surrounded by people who are your friends, people you care about, people you surround yourself with that are telling you to to go off course, to not respect that authority, to take matters into your own hands, to do what makes sense sometimes. Because sometimes what God calls us to do doesn't always make sense in our head. Like it doesn't, we can't always put logic to it because he's above all that. But but then you then you so not only are you faced with this difficult task in front of you, now you got so many people around you encouraging you in the wrong direction. Yeah. Not not intentionally sometimes. Yeah. But they think it's the best and they think they that's what you want and that's what you need. And so they'll push you down that way and you gotta be willing to not only say no to your own thoughts, now you gotta say no to your friends and all these other people that are pushing you, but say yes to God. Yeah. That is a tough place to be. Yeah. That's real tough. You think maybe David was like, man, this is kind of ironic. It's like this this guy is the one that's chasing me, and he's out, you know, chasing me down and all that kind of stuff. And in a way, I'm the one that's defenseless. You know, I mean, compared yeah. to Saul's 3,000 men, all this kind of stuff, David didn't have that many. No. It's like close. I'm the defenseless one, but now he's in my hands. You know, I can go take him. It's like a gift, man. But then he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> 
like ah! walking out Christmas morning. The biggest present under the tree is yours. And you don't open it. Yeah. Mm. Send it back. <laughs> it's tough. I don't know. Yeah. Jonathan, won't you land this plane, sir? Yeah, so I think in landing the plane, I actually want to go over and, and look at something that David wrote in Psalm, it's Psalms 37. Why couldn't you have given me Psalms as a as a book to E-S-A-L-M-S? Okay, so <laughs> check this out. This is Psalm 37, and I'm just looking at the first uh, eight, eight or nine verses. And these are the commands that we're being told, okay? And the, the whole idea of this chapter is... Um, many times we see other people prospering when they're doing the wrong thing, when we're trying to do the right thing and we're not prospering. Everything seems to be maybe against us, but everything's so easy for those, you know, for people who aren't trying to do God's will uh, or who may actively be against whatever God's will is. And a lot of times we get maybe even kind of jealous about that. And, uh, so anyway, this is David read this or David wrote this and see how it kind of ties in with the situation that he was in. It says, "Don't be agitated by evildoers. Don't be worried about evildoers. Do not envy those who do wrong. For they wither quickly away like grass and wilt like tender green plants. Trust in the Lord and do what is good. Dwell in the land and live securely." Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act, making your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like the noonday. Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for Him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in His way, by the man who carries out evil plans. Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Don't be agitated. It can only bring harm. For evildoers will be destroyed, but those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Isn't that cool? When you kind of think about where where David was in the in the cave and all those kind of things, and and then he he writes this. And it, to me, it's a very, um, it just goes right along with there that says, hey, put your trust in the Lord. Um, put, put your faith in Him. Don't take things into your own hands. Don't be upset. Don't worry. He's got it. He's going to figure this out, and He will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you, um, you know, he, he will be your hope. All those kind of things. Let God do what God does. You just obey God. Trust Him. Good word, Jonathan. And, and just before the plane comes to stop on the runway, I just want to throw a second little little thing in there. If you need to go number two in a cave, take somebody you trust with you. It's just safer, Jonathan. It's just safer. <laughs> Anyways, thank y'all so much for joining us tonight or this morning or on your way to work or wherever you're at listening to this episode. Uh, we are so grateful that you tune in and listen and are part of the line of the plane 
family. So a couple ways you can join us in the discussions and, and topics, and we appreciate those who jumped on and gave us some thoughts while we were getting ready to record the show, is uh, go find us on Facebook at Land the Plane Podcast. I think it's at Land the Plane Today officially, uh, or on Instagram over at Land the Plane Today as well. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Land the Plane 247. And, of course, our website is www.landtheplane.today. Um, as well, we, we have an email. We'd love to hear from you, show ideas, topics you'd like to discuss, or just tell us tell us where you're listening from. We would, we'd love to know that, uh, where our audience at, and uh, how can we can interact even more with you. So shoot us an email at landtheplanetoday at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. But uh, I think that kind of wraps up the show for us tonight, Jonathan. I hope you all are doing well, and uh, I guess we'll be talking to you soon, a couple weeks, somewhere like that. <clears throat> I think we actually got our got our next next show topic. We do from the from the discussion on Facebook. Discussion. Uh, yeah, yep. so looking forward to that. It's gonna be David. Yes. Yep. He's coming back. David's coming back, and wow, he's king. And this time's not doing such a great thing. Yeah. He he wasn't always perfect either. No. He kind of blows it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm. Yep. So, hey, join us next show. He for should that. have been out on a mission, but he wasn't. No. He was. Mm. Yep. Yep. All right. Next time. Tune in for that one. Bye, y'all. See y'all.